Sunday morning. Pashas Matas Masai. Eric Anita Mayor Women's Learning Division of Adas Yashurin. And some of inspiration of Rebbitz and Rashi Shnel. Okay, this morning, Rabbi Isai, I'd like to talk about Shavasava Thomas. I had a uh, a shot of inspiration or a, so- or a shot of Siyata de Shemaya, and um, I'd like to discuss it with you. Shavasava Thomas, on the Jewish calendar, is a fast day. It's a day that we know is the beginning of the three weeks. And it's a day in which uh, the day in which we know there are troubles of Klai Yishol. Troubles of Klai Yishol. What we don't know, or I should say what we don't talk about so much, is that it is also I apologize for the phone. I'm going to turn the phones off right now. Now, what we don't talk about too much is that on this day, Shavasa Thomas, it was supposed to have been the greatest day of the year in the Jewish calendar. The greatest day of the year. Can anybody tell me why? Why should it have been the greatest day of the, on the calendar of the Jewish year? Tell me why, Rabbi Isai. Tell me, somebody tell me why. I see we also have Mrs. Brody and Mrs. Goldenberg is here. Whoa. Mrs. Goldenberg, it's so nice. We miss you as you moved away to Baltimore. We miss you. Okay, now, could somebody please tell me, you can unmute yourself, and tell me why. Why should Shavosim Thomas, as mentioned by the Alshech in his Pirish on Rus, why should it be that Shavosim Thomas should be, should have been, the greatest day of the year? Why? What was supposed to happen at Shavasa Thomas, which did not happen? Anybody want to tell me? What was supposed to happen, which Moshe did not... Moshe came down. What? Moshe came down with the Luchos. Moshe came down with the Luchos. And? That's true. And what should that have been? The answer is, that should have been the greatest day of the year. Why should that have been the greatest day of the year? Somebody tell me, why should it have been the greatest day of the year? Moshe came down with the Luchos. Why should it have been the greatest day of the year? Somebody tell me. Come on, unmute yourself and tell me. Why should it have been the greatest day of the year? What's the answer, Rabbi Yisai? Holy Rabbi Yisai. Come on, holy Rabbi Yisai. The answer is because this was the culmination of revelation at Harsinai. HaKadosh Baruch Hu spoke to us at Harsinai, which of course was the greatest day of the year. The culmination of that day should have been Moshe Rabbeinu coming down with a physical manifestation of a spiritual experience, which would have meant that the Luchas Rishaitis, which were made in Shemayim, which is a, plan, a place of only physicality, would have come down in the form of, excuse me, it's a place of only a spirituality. It would have come down in the form of of physicality, it would have been the greatest manifestation, and Klai Yisrael would have held on to those Luchais, and everything would have happened, would have gone and turned to Israel. And had we not said at the Eagle, there would have been no need for a Mishkan, according to Rashi and the Sipurno, it would have been a different world. 
But alas, that's not what happened. We sinned at the eagle. Okay, Rabbi Sai, I'd like to take you on a trip right now. We sinned at the eagle. Somebody tell me. Somebody please talk to me for a moment. Tell me. What was the moment of our Sinai compared to? Give me a comparison. Somebody unmute themselves and tell me what the moment of our Sinai was compared to. Was compared to Kriyas Yamsuf. No, it was greater than Kriyas Yamsuf. What was it compared to? It's a good try, but it was greater than Kriyas Yamsuf. What was it compared to? Like, Who what? It's like a wedding. Oh, it's like a wedding. It was like a wedding. No question about it. It was like a wedding. Who got married? Klal Yisrael and Akash Baruch got married. Who's the Kala? Klal Yisrael. Who's the Chosin? Akash Baruch who's the Chosin? Zokti Gemara in Shabbos. Enough peiches of his base. Omar Ula. Ula, one of the great Abarayim, said, Aluva Kala. The word Aluva means a chutzpah. A kala who acted with incredible chutzpah. What was the chutzpah? Mezane b'toichuposa. She was mezane during the chuppah. Klal Yisrael was still at Harsinai. It was considered as though the chuppah was still going. And she was mezane tachaz chuppah. She was mezane tachas the chuppah. Omar ulo aluva kalo mezane b'toichuposah kalo with such incredible chutzpah that she committed adultery while still by the chuppah. Didn't even wait at the chuppah. Omar Rav Mary, brother by Shmuel Rav Mary, the son of the daughter of Shmuel said, My crow, what's the Pasik? The Pasik, the Pasik, and Shir Hashirim. Acha Melech b'mesiboy. While the Melech was still by the chuppah, the Kala, the Kala committed adultery. I want to ask you a question. The Kala commits adultery at the chuppah. What does the Chosin do? What should be expected of a chosen to do, Rabbi Say, Tell me an answer, please. I don't hear an answer, Rabbi Say. Tell me an answer. The answer is, Rabbi Say, that a chosen should kick the collar in the head. Sorry for being so grotesque. Graphic. Kick the cow in the head, take the ksuba, rip it up, and throw her again. Isn't that what he should do? Please tell me, is that what he should do or not? Yes or no? Definitely. Yes. Yes, okay, fine. We have a definite yes. Anybody disagree? Does anybody disagree? The chassan should provide for the cult. What does that mean? No. What do you mean? You should provide for the cow. What does that mean? You should provide for the cow. What do you mean? Um, 
household and the food and the shelter. When? After she commits adultery and he kicks her in the head and rips oh, up. I didn't say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was thinking about the wedding. Sorry. The wedding. After adultery. Okay. So what's going on here? What's going on here? Now, it says in the Gemara, Omarav. Rav says about a Kaddish Baruch Hu's relationship with Klal Yisrael after the Eagle, Vayadayin Chavivusahi Gabon. And there still is Chavivus. There still is love from a Kaddish Baruch Hu to the Kala. Somebody explain to me why. Why? Somebody explain to me why. Why is there still love between the chassan from the chassan to the kala? Because there was still a relationship with B'nai Yisrael from, because of Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, and the Shvatim, and there was still some, uh, shall I say, if you want to say, quote, feelings that were still existed. Excellent. Mrs. Karenberg? That was excellent. If you don't mind, I'd like to add to what you said. Is that okay? Can I add? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Claudia Yisrael themselves did two incredible things. One thing they did was They were willing to go into the desert to follow Kodesh Baruch Hu without food. And of course, there was one other thing that they did. Please tell me something else that Claudius show did. Carbon Pesach. Tell me something greater than that. Come on, Rabbi Isai, tell me something that Claudius Yisrael did. We said Nasa Benishma. Who said that? Stacy Elswani. Oh, yeah, yeah, Rabbitson. We said Nasa Benishma. Excellent answer. Excellent. Now, please understand this. In show very often, it's even our second motto. Our first motto was Terizik. Our second motto was we said yes and they said no. Now, that's not a joke. As I said many times, this is not... Parsha sheets. This is not first grade, although it's very important to teach it in first grade. We said yes and they said no means that Kaddish Baruch Hu said, in order for the world to exist, someone has to accept the Torah. And he asked every nation in the world, they all said no. We said yes, which generated a tremendous reaction by Kaddish Baruch Hu of love towards Kal Yisrael. Nasa and Ishmael, we said yes. Which brought about revelation of HaKadosh Baruch talking to three million people. Panim el Panim. Never happened before then. And never happened since then. It was tremendous chavivus between HaKadosh Baruch the Chassin and the Kawa.
I would like to give you a marshal. Again, this hit me this week. I, I've said this marshal before. I never said it in this context. In order to make a withdrawal from the bank, you have to make deposits. Now, depending upon the size of the deposits that have been made, after you make a withdrawal, there still might be much left in the account due to all the deposits. HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, meaning as the Gemara relates, Adayin Chavivusa, there still is love, was was said a moment ago. There's still a relationship. It's incredible. There's still a relationship. You're right because of the Yavos, because of the Yibos, because of the Shvatim. You're 100% right. But it's also because now, there's something else that took place here, which was incredible. There was still a relationship, although, although, the Luchos Rishonos were broken. And Rashi says that the Luchos Rishonos being broken... are comparable to the Ksuba being ripped up. So there was a lot of anger here. A. B. People were killed as a result of the Chet C. It says a very... I don't know what, I don't know what adjective you want to put in, but the concept is, is here. Ata shamati elechot. And the Pesach says, pokti The day that I remember, I'm going to remember your sin. This was a sin. A terrible Aveira. When I have to give you punishment for any Aveiras you did, I'm going to remember the eagle. And a little bit of the punishment that Kali Yisrael is receiving is also going to be because of the eagle. Ain't Peronius Baal Yisrael, or Peronius never comes to Klai Yisrael, Shein Boksas, be Peronian of an eagle. Which is not also some payment from the eagle. So what's like a country bar who said, oh, yo, you know what? Turn the other cheek. Turn the other cheek has no existence. But Adayin Chavivusa, there's still some type of Chavivus. I'm telling you, I think. And Nasab and Ishma made this Chavivus. There's a new book out. I mentioned it yesterday morning in Shul. I spoke for a few moments after Davening. I finished the book. It's a rather easy read. I recommend the book highly. The book is the, the biography of Rav David Trink. I think the, it's called Just Love Them. Just Love Them. He was a master machanach who loved his Talmidim. 
but he had a very unusual quality which made him extremely unique. He had the ability to live in the present, remember the past, and look at the future before judging anybody. I'll tell you what I mean. David Schrenk got a phone call once. David Schrenk had a yeshiva in the town called Adolfia, which was a short ride from Lakewood. And in my day, it was not known as a place where the best bachrum went to. But David Schrenk didn't turn anybody down. David Schrenk worked with everybody. Somebody called him up and said, I heard I was sitting in a bus going from Lakewood to Brooklyn and two of you are bachrum around the bus. And I heard them talking and they were saying to each other how they have a hidden TV in the dormitory. A hidden TV in the dormitory. And they asked, and he called David Schrenk to tell him. So David Schrenk said to this person on the phone, did you ask them what Masechta they're learning? You hear that question? I heard, I heard that you were telling me my Bachram have a TV. And I'm telling you back, do you know who my Bachram are? Do you know where they're coming from? Do you know what they've accomplished? Do you know where I see that they are going? I'm not advocating a TV should be in the dormitory. Pastor Schultz. I'm advocating in, the, in that short sentence said of David Trank, I'm advocating look at what is being done don't look at only what is done HaKadosh Baruch Hu was able to see past what they did with the eagle not that they got away with it and not that it wasn't considered Navera, and not that HaKadosh Baruch Hu said simply forget about it, it's okay that's not what happened they did Navera, they were Mizana Takazachupa, it was a terrible thing, and we're going to get punished for it, we got punished for it, we continue to get punished for it. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Moshe Rabbeinu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Moshe Rabbeinu, Achaleim, I will destroy them, and I'll make you into the great nation, Moshe, forget about the Jewish people, we'll start again with you. But he prefaced the words and he said, Viato and now, this is in Kisiso, Lamed Beis Pasigud, Viato and now, Hanichali, leave me, Moshe, get away from me, Moshe. Because I'm angry at them and I'm going to destroy them. And Rashi quotes the Medrash, Hanichali, what do you mean, Hanichali, leave me? Moshe hadn't even begun dominating for them. What do you mean, Hanichali? So what are you going to do with Ella? Khan Pasak Lai Pesach was giving a hint to my Shabainu and he told him, if you daven for them, you can save them. Hanichali, leave me alone. I, what do you mean? I didn't do anything. Oh, you really would like me not to leave you alone. It's like the person who's angry, send the message that if the Kala could simply apologize, maybe we could work things out. There's still Chavivos here, there's still feelings here. It's an incredible concept. There's still feelings here. Kodesh Baruch Hu wants to work on those feelings. I'm going to tell you something else that Kodesh Baruch Hu did. I, w- I wasn't being dramatic before. It could have been that a chosin could say to the kala, what? You mazana tachas the chuppah? Adultery by the chuppah? Give me the ksuba. Rips it into a million shreds and throws it on the ground. 
and then being graphic, then kicks her, and then throws a, throws a get at her. Who said, who said, please tell me, do you know anybody who said that HaKadosh Baruch Hu in fact did throw a get to the Jewish people and did divorce the Jewish people? Do you know who says that? <clears throat> anybody have any idea? Unmute your phone and tell me, who says that? That HaKadosh Baruch Hu in fact divorced the Jewish people. Tell me, who says it? Who? Did somebody say the Mormons? Who's talking now? Is that Mrs. Korenberg again? Yes. Okay, I want to tell you like this. You know who said this? The Christians have said this for millennium. HaKadosh Baruch Hu divorced us, and they are Onu Yisrael, says the Medrash Tanchuma. The Medrash Tanchuma says that they said, Onu Yisrael, we are the new Jews. We are the real Jews. God abandoned the Jewish people because of the Chatom. He destroyed the first base of Migdash. He abandoned them. He divorced them in Kinnis on Tishra, which unfortunately, hopefully we wanted to say it this year, but unfortunately if we do say it this year, while we're sitting on the floor, we say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu never gave us a get. He never divorced us. Were there grounds for divorce? Yes. Was there anger for divorce? Yes. Was there divorce? No. The deposits were great enough to maintain a relationship, although it was very difficult that HaKadosh Baruch Hu punished us. And we're in Golis. And we've been crusaded, and we've been pogromed, and we've been Chalmanitskis, and we've been holocausted. We, we've suffered. But we're still here because we said yes, they said no, we went to the Midbar, we come for the others, we're still here, it's been a terrific journey, sometimes very, very difficult journey, but it's a Dain Chavivusa, there's still Chavivus, it's unbelievable. And for some people it's very hard to hear this, because the Maisa HaKadosh Baruch Hu punished us. Punished us. Baruch Hu saying, I love you still, I don't want to destroy us, I don't want to sever our relationship, I don't want to give a get. Before I continue, I want to stop for a second and say, Rabbi, say the first day of the three weeks, which is Shavasa Thomas, is an incredible theme, but someone insults you, someone insults you, terribly insulting, they do something to you which is painful, which is harmful, which is hurtful. Should we immediately sever the relationship and never say a word to that person again for the rest of our lives? Sever the relationship. Because Baruch Hu said no. What a limud. What a limud. Don't sever relationships so quickly. I am not saying to forgive and turn the other cheek. I'm not saying that. The person who did the Avla has to beg for forgiveness. Beg for forgiveness. Kaisal had a daven for forgiveness. 40 days and 40 nights, Kaisal daven. Then for another 40 days and 40 nights, for 80 days. And then Hashem said, Salachti Kidvarecha, they cried for 80 days. This is not, stop, please, be Michael me. 
because I forgot to make a bracha when I ate a chocolate bar. It's a very serious issue. But a dayin chavivusa, don't throw away everything. A dayin chavivusa. Okay, everybody, so I want to ask you a question. Let's take it a step further. The chosin who gets angry at the kala for committing adultery rips up the ksuba. And then somebody pulls them back together. Pull them back together. They pull them back together and they, and they, and they go right. Somebody please explain to me. What do you do? I want somebody to unmute themselves. Or all of you unmute yourselves. What do you do with the cop? What do you do with the... Uh, what do you do with the ksuba that was ripped up? Please tell me. What do you do with the ksuba that was ripped up? Somebody tell me. What do you do with it? No? Ksuba was ripped up out of pain, terrible pain. She was Mazana Takas the Chupa. What do you do with that Ksuba? Somebody tell me. I'm waiting for somebody to tell me. Come on, somebody, be that somebody and tell me. What do you do with that Ksuba? Who said that? Mrs. Schreiber. You keep the ksuba? Why do you keep the ksuba? As a remembrance. As a remembrance of what? As a remembrance of how people can fail but still get back together. No, not in my humble opinion, Mr. Schreiber. I'm sorry, I disagree with you. I would say if you find any piece of Aksuba, you shred it, you burn it, you bury it, and you throw it away. It reminds you of the terrible times, of the terrible Avera. Why in the world would anybody want to save that Aksuba? But wasn't it kept in the Aaron? Oh, now you're asking Akasha. If, as I told you before, that Aksuba is is the Luchais and the Luchais Rishainis are kept. Why are the Luchais Rishainis kept? So what's the answer? Why are they kept? Why are they kept? Why the Lucas Rishon is kept? Somebody tell me why. That's a very difficult question to answer. Years ago, I once worked on this question. And the answer is not to remind us of what happened. It's because the Lucas Rishon is going to come back to life with Chiyas Amesim and they're going to be restored. Because we're going to get back to the relationship that we had even before the Chet. Understand that that relationship before the Chet was other Marish and Kaida Machet. Was we attained Klaisha and we said yes, we attained the level of other Marish and Kaida Machet. There was not going to be any Misa for Jews. Jews were not going to die, as you said last week. The reason why there's a Paraduma which is connected to the Eagle is because without the Eagle, there would have been no need for Paraduma. No one would have ever died. There would not have been the tomb of Misa. No one would have died. We're going to get back to that level. <laughs> 
And until that time, they're stored. We're inside the Kodesh Kadoshim. There's a very big dichotomy. Please tell me. Please tell me, Rabbi Say. The Kayin Gadol goes into the Kodesh Kadoshim and Yom Kippur? Yes or no? Come on. What's that? Yes or no? Yes, of course. Is he going with his gold clothing? No. No. Why not? Because it reminds us of the ego. Because it reminds us of the ego. The defense attorney cannot be the prosecutor. It doesn't stop the Luchas Rishonis from being there. Because walking in with gold is a reminder that the gold was the gold of the eagle and the Kayin Gadol is Arana Kayin. That can't be done in Yom Kippur. That to remember the Chet, that can't be done. To do something which seems to be like the Chet being recreated or reenacted can't be done. But the Luchas, the Luchas which came down from Shemayim, which is supposed to be the greatest day in the world, the greatest day in the calendar, Shemayim, Thomas, those Luchas are still there because we want them to be resurrected. You want to get to that Madrig of Kaidamachet. That's an incredible Mida. That's an incredible Mida. Rashi says that the Chetegel will be forgotten. Rashi says that the Breaking of the Luchas was like the tearing Kriya. But Rashi says there's still love. And Maisha Rabbeinu, go daven and save the Jewish people. It's an unbelievable thing. Go daven and save the Jewish people. Go daven and save the Jewish people. People who were capable of standing up at a time when it was not popular and it was against what everybody else was doing and people stood up, those people had rewards of incredible things. Two women were the first people to stand up. Paro said, everybody who is a... A what? Paro said, any, any, can't hear you, say it louder. Male infant. Anyone who's a midwife should kill all Jewish males. And Paro was the most powerful man. He was feared by everybody in the world. And two women, Miriam and Yocheved said, no, we're not going to do that. Mary Yochevet said, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to save the Jewish children. They were rewarded that they were zeichet to have batei kahuna and batei leviyah. The kahanim and leviyah would come out of them. The kahanim and leviyah would come out of them. What is the job of the kahanim and leviyah? The job of the kahanim and leviyah is to stand up and be the middle, be that conduit between Klag Yishol and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The kahanim and leviyah. Baruch Hu Saw the eagle. Moshe came down and saw the eagle. Moshe said, Mila Shemelai, who wants to join Akadish Baruch, who the Levium came. We don't talk about the fact that when the Levium came, they had a horrific job to do, and that was to kill out some of the Jewish people who sinned by the eagle. They were asked to be, quote unquote, those people who killed other Jews. 
I don't know who was here yesterday in Shul. I gave it an analogy. It's a, it, I remember it happening. It's 40 years. More than 40 years ago. In the dormitory on Purim night. I was the older bacher. The older bacher in Yeshiva means the older boys of the people bear some responsibility for the younger, boy, younger boys. They are quasi, quasi administrative. Quasi. And this boy came back to the dormitory port at night completely, completely, completely out of his mind. He put his hand through a glass window. He was fine, but he was he was out of it. I was 20. I don't know how old I was. I took the guy by the hair. I pulled him to the kitchen sink. And don't ask me where I got the idea from. I turned on the cold water. I stuck his head under the water. I don't know how long it was there. Five minutes, ten minutes. Until he came back to life. It was a, not a nice thing to do to somebody, put his head on the cold water. But in that time, it was the right thing to do. Had to save him. Levium had to do something horrible. And yesterday's parsha, a kind, loving individual is tasked with killing one of the 12 leaders of Klai Yisrael, killing him with a spear in front of everybody in Klai Yisrael. Because, as Rabbi Yerucham explains, as the supporter explains, as explained by Rabbi Yishmei Zechot Tzadik Levrocha, in the Sefer that came out of Chumash from him, he says, because somebody had to turn the tide at that moment. Klai Yisrael was going to fall down the tubes. They were watching and seeing the promiscuity is okay. Somebody had to say no. Somebody had to say enough. Somebody had to stop the decline. Somebody had to hold back the runaway train. And Pinchas was rewarded to become a Kayan. The Kayan. Shalom. Aaron. Shalom. Shalom. Shlemus and Klai Yisrael. That Shlemus can come about sometimes only when people stand up for the Ratzon Hashem and have to do terrible things. But what he did save Klai Yisrael. What he did save Klal Yisrael. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to maintain the relationship. He didn't want to lose the relationship. And sometimes something has to happen to maintain that relationship. To stop. If everybody in Klal Yisrael would worship the eagle, there would have been no Klal Yisrael. If everybody would have followed what Zimri did, there would have been no Klal Yisrael. Somebody had to stop it. If all the midwives would have been frightened, there literally would have been no Klal Yisrael. Somebody had to stand up and say no. Miriam Yochev stood up and said no. The Levim came to Moshe Rabbeinu and said, we will do whatever you want in order to say no, in order to stop it. And Pinchas said the same thing. And all of this is based on the fact that when Klal Yisrael sins, like Baruch Hu says, chavivusa, there still is love. And because it's still love, there's still a relationship, because it's still a relationship, I want the relationship. I want the relationship. I have to dive in. I have to ask for mechila. Some people are going to be punished. But Yerim HaShem Salachti Kedvarech. is going to be maintained. Klai Yisrael is going to be maintained. Rabbi Sai. Who makes this decision to 
maintain Klal Yeshua? Please tell me, who makes a decision to maintain Klal Yeshua? No? Answer is... The Jewish people have the Bechira to maintain Klal Yisro. It's the Jewish people who have that Bechira to maintain Klal Yisro. Do you have the Kaychas for one more piece? Or should I stop now? Please tell me. Keep going. Okay, I want to say one more thing. There is a continuous fight that goes on daily, minute by minute, second by second. It never leaves us, this fight. The fight is between our neshama and our guf. There's a constant battle. It says in the Pasik. it's unbelievable. The battle, the battle started literally at the get-go. For Yitzar Hashem Elohim man was created by God, Ofor Minu Adama from the earth. Physicality. For Yipach and he blew inside the nostrils, Nishmas Chayim, but he Adam Lenefesh Chayos, spirituality. Is the person spiritual or physical? Please tell me what's the answer to the question. Combination. Combination. So who wins in the combination? How does a person supposed to understand what to do with the combination? The answer is that the guf is satisfied with all of the tanuge oilam hazeh, everything in this world, all of the temptations, all of the delicious things, all of the delicious sights, delicious touches, delicious taste, all those things. The guf says, I'm finished, I got a good time here, I'm satisfied. The neshama does not get anything from any of those things. The neshama is trying to lead the guf, follow me, follow me. There will be a great time yet to come, which is going to be much better than anything you can experience now. That's the battle. That's the battle between the guf and the neshama. Between the physical and the spiritual. That battle takes place in every single Jew. When a Jew is able to elevate the neshama, a man or a woman is able to elevate the neshama, so, is el- excuse me, is able to elevate the guf through the neshama, elevate the guf through the neshama, there comes a point where the neshama says, I don't have to leave the guf. The guf has been so elevated, I don't have to leave it. I don't want to leave it. And that took place with Pinchas. Pinchas did an action of of salvation for Klal Yisrael that was on such a high level and he saved Klal Yisrael that it was granted the brach of Shalom and Chaim. Because it was, he caused, he caused such an incredible synthesis. Says the Siforno, says the Bel Yishvei, explaining the Siforno, that's why Pinchas is the only person who lived forever. Pinchas Zeh he never died because the soul didn't have to separate from the body because he had done such an incredible thing. Our job through our whole life is to try to continuously elevate, elevate, elevate the guf towards the nisham. And I like to end. The sun 
of the Altaf and Kelim. Altaf and Kelim is a man responsible for every single mashgiach there is in any yeshiva in the world. They trace themselves. They trace all them, trace themselves back to the Altaf. Altaf and Kelim. Altaf and Kelim. Rav Nachum. Rav Nachum. Rav Nachum Zev. Rav Nachum Velvel sent a letter to his friend, Rabbi Yerucham Lovovitz, who was becoming the Mashiach in the Mir Yeshiva, and he said, your job, your responsibility is to be able to show how the Neshama can lead the Guf. But sometimes you have to be Mavatar, the Neshama has to be Mavatar to the Guf, because the Guf can't go straight like this. The Guf has to go step by step by step by step by step, and you have to do that sometimes by giving in to the Guf. How do you know when to give in to the Guf? A little piece of non-kosher. A little piece of Chil Shabbos. Chas v'shol. How do you know when to give in? He said that comes about by learning Torah or being connected to a person who learns Torah so that a person can know sometimes you have to be mavater. Sometimes it's a brick wall you can't be mavater. Shavasa Thomas was a time that Klai Yisrael's neshama was not able to control the guf because the Yetzirah, the Malachamavis, the Sun was pushing, pushing, pushing. How can I let a nation say yes, and then how can I let that nation accept the Luchais? It will be over for me. And he pushed and he pushed and he conspired and contrived and subterfuged and everything else he used. Our job at Shavasavah Thomas is twofold. Number one is to remember that when somebody does something wrong, we're allowed to look at the entire person and say, I die in Chavivus, I still have love. I still have love. I still have love. At the same time, to know that therefore I should not throw any relationship away. I die in Chavivusa. Work on it. It's hard. Tell them. And sometimes I have to give in a little bit more sleep, a little bit more food, a little bit vacation, whatever it is. Sometimes you have to give in. But you have to maintain that the Neshama is trying to lead the way our entire life. We should be Zaycha as the three days begin, that the three days should be over. We should not have to celebrate Tishabha by sitting on the floor and crying. We should celebrate Tishabha by Arsena Kedosha, by the curse of Maravi, eating fleshics, Rabbi Say. I'd to all of us. Thank you all for calling in. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.